Okay. Hey, thank you, Cody. For those of you thank who you. missed the last however long we've been talking, this is the Spark of Madness podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Matt. That's Aaron. That's Ben. That's Wesley. We're gonna quickly go through this because we we uh, are restarting. But no, let's just let's just now we got the audio. We we're here. We're settled. Calm we got yourself. the audio. We're doing Gremlins too. I wonder if those four people are like when it was silent. This is the best one they've yeah. done in a while. Is this like a <laughs> they're like who are these schmucks? It's an it's an anti podcast. Right, let's, yeah. let's let's cut to the chase. The Gremlins too. Uh, we we. Uh, not necessarily Christmas related. We and I didn't say this before, but we did Gremlins uh, in our first year of doing this. Or was so, it right? the first year? I feel like it was just a couple of years ago. Could have been the second year. We haven't been doing it that long. We've been uh, doing it for four years. Okay, four er- years. Wow. Early as Sean. This is season four. For me, wow. I put it in the Hall of Fame. If you guys I recall, yeah. And, and for and me, I, and I, I said no. I have, I have very high regard for Gremlins. Personally, you, you love it. Um, first time watching Gremlins two. Uh, and Ben was telling us a little bit about Joe Dante, which I will let you kind of recap again. So Gremlins Two came came about, and, and um, where they wanted to try, like they wanted to, you know, the studio system. Wanted, you know, it wasn't quite. Well, first of all, Gremlins was a surprise hit. D- d- surprise yeah. hit, and I, and it's because of Steven Spielberg recognizing and giving the directors con- creative creative control. Like he really was like that buffer between the studios. It's and also stuff. Chris Columbus's. Yeah, big break. Yeah, and, the, and, and, I, and I don't know if we touched about this about the original script, mm-hmm. how dark the original Chris Columbus spec script was, mm-hmm. and what Joe Dante, Joe Dante came from a a world of of from Roger Corman films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the you know the proteges that came out of there with many directors that come out of Roger mm-hmm. Corman. You have Francis Ford Coppola, you have James Cameron. Uh, you have um, Martin Scorsese, I believe, and other actors too, like even Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. You know, so so they they get you know he started making movie trailers for him, and he begged him to do a film. Um, they said only uh, yeah you can do a film only for, for this amount of money and do it done in a week. So they did this really, they t- they took clips from other movies that they did and mm-hmm. made it in a week and whatever, but it gave him the chance to to direct. He, he got a chance to direct. Piranha. He made. He directed the Piranha movie. Oh, okay. Which was like a like ten years later after Jaws or something like that, and then he did The Howling, and then he did Gremlins. Got it. Um, and then the sequel. And the studios didn't like Gremlins the first time, but it became a surprisingly big hit. And the and he he his background. This is why I love him. Is from like he loved he, he grew up loving you know Roger Corman movies he grew up loving science fiction movies he grew up loving Looney Tunes and and, and Mel Blanc I couldn't tell from this movie well, no, uh, yeah in fact <laughs> and real, I, and I think real the fir- in the first movie Mel Blanc actually makes a cameo and Mel Blanc is the famous um, man of direct- a thousand voices mm-hmm. not Mel Blanc I'm, uh, it's Chuck Jones excuse Chuck me Chuck Jones, Jones. it was yeah, Chuck okay. Jones yeah sorry Mel Blanc, well Mel Blanc's in it he's the man of a thousand voices of all the cartoons. Chuck Jones, the, f- the famous director of the Looney Tunes in the in the, the second age, the golden age, as you call it. Mm-hmm. What do you call that age? The one when, you, when they made Daffy Duck more attitude driven. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say that's of, golden age. Yeah, the golden age, like the, the sweet spot. He also directed The Grinch Stole Christmas too, but he loved. He grew up loving. You know, wanted to be an animator in Disney films, and he he knew that in horror movies you have to, um, you know, you have to make them laugh a little bit. To escape some of the cheesiness, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like that that recognizing yourself a it little bit. It makes you forget to su- have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, <laughs> and if we get ahead of the laugh, we can make them laugh or ha- adding a little bit of humor in it. 
it it makes it you know he, that's that's his his way. So he adopted the script to make it less scarier. I mean, it's scary. Gremlins. The first you're one, talking about the first one. The first so, one, yeah, and, and yeah. he put his thing, but it still had that nice balance. And then the first one, it was it was a really nice, charming movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean that still was has everything you need in it. It was just like it was a perfect. That was the movie, and we talked about this. That was the movie that like basically pushed over the edge the need for PG-13 as a separate rating, like be, between. R yeah, and G. Jaws was rated PG thirteen. No, or PG. Yeah, it was PG. PG. Yeah, yeah. Still is. And actually, the movie that this is an interesting fact. It was not until Raiders of the Lost Ark that Steven Spielberg proposed the PG thirteen because Raiders of the Lost Ark was going to be rated R. Yeah, not Raiders. Uh, Temple of Doom. Temple Doom. Me. Yeah, the second yep, one. My yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm a little off today. Yeah. I'm getting the facts, we'll but I'm a little, little reset. Mel Blanc, <laughs> Chuck Jones. Um. Anyway, so. So, so Dante he, Joe was uh, Dante Joe <laughs> Dante Jones, that wrestler. Uh, um, anyway, so he he had a, a little bit of Looney Tunes. It's a Pacer, isn't it? Dante, Dante Jones. Jones. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. right. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, uh, he was a Pacer. Anyways, but um, uh, <laughs> he, um <laughs> and the tour moves on. Um, so he had a little bit sweet spot. Then in the sequel. He just went full Looney Tunes. But you did. So the, the big thing here, which it sounds like was actually his motivation, was that it was he. The movie comes across as an F you to a studio. It, that was true, right? Like it, he, it, it, it's it, sort it, of. It, it, it's, it's not really an F you to the studio. Studio it's F, system. It's, it's F you to commercialism and, yeah. and lunch, like sequels and and and. Um, what we have now. I would you say mean, it's like, just, like it's, what it's, movies. It's, it, the I think when I said anti-capitalist earlier, and I think that's. Erroneous. I think it's more of a comment on empty commercialism. It's not mm. the idea of like you're an artist and you want to make money off of your work. It's about like get rid of all of the things that make it authentic or genuine and, and just pump out shit. Is yeah, this the best uh, case of Disney. subverting our expectations? Yeah. You know, uh, but or, it's what it's what the movies are now. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. but it was take it. this was 1990. Yeah, it's it was then too, and the the 80s was mm-hmm. the height of like yeah. make it cheaper and sell it for more. Well, that's true, but also but also the 70s and the 80s there was a time, and he even says this, like even like so Joe Dante, I've listened to tons of interviews with him, and I really like him, mm-hmm. but he even said like you know young filmmaker coming up today, like how do we how do we like any advice breaking into the business? Like you know what the business is so much so different right now, mm-hmm. and that I, I couldn't tell you. He just came like there was a sweet spot in time mm-hmm. that he was lucky enough to be in to really prop up directors, mm-hmm. and that's when you got the boom in the seventies and you get Francis Ford Coppola's in the you know late sixties with The Godfather. Mm-hmm. You got you know Steven Godfather Spielberg with Jaws. You got you know George Lucas. Like, look at all that boom of directors, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Scorsese, mm-hmm. all those guys. So and that's because the studio systems were were were. The end of the studio, the classic studio system, and they're being bought up by corporations who had no idea how to do any film. And what was awesome about it was they gave the directors more f- freedom. And these guys all came out at the same time. You know what I mean? And they're they made all this stuff, but then now it's come back where the where the, the corporations, the studio system is now controlling it more, and now it's paying by numbers. And this is what we get: yep. franchise after franchise. Yeah, and it's it's for safety. Like it's a, oh, absolutely! It's the same thing. With, it's the same thing with Broadway. Yeah. Broadway used to do like you know different shows, you know, 
you know, the, why does everybody love Hamilton? Because it's not it's not a movie. It's not a musical about a movie that already existed. Mm. But there's, you don't, you don't get that a lot. There's so many. You don't get like, any risks. This is a whole conversation unto itself yeah. as to why things are like this. But this is early on a, a, a good example of lampooning that, and it's lampooning it almost in a friendly way. Yeah, and you know what he it's did? You know, saying he, like, "Look what we've become." Not like you're bad guys. Yeah, which I like. The, yeah. All and, of the bad guys in this. Turn out to be good guys. Yeah, and you know, and what? Yeah, exactly. And what's nice about it is, is uh, he he really made sure that they didn't make a Gremlins three. <laughs> no, there's no continuation of the story. Yeah. And yeah, so Chris for, Chris Columbus wrote and is directing Gremlins three. He ju- literally just November thirtieth put out an update that like Gremlins three is on track. Oh my you gosh, feel stupid yeah. now. That's, <laughs> I feel stupid. It's, it's after the fact, but it's that's a, what no. they're doing with all the movies. Yeah. I mean, it's serious like, question. <clears throat> But I when think the take Spamilton? is the red letter media take. Hamilton, Spamilton, yeah. <laughs> Spamilton the musical. Mm-hmm. I think I think the take is like. Have you? I I watched last December the red letter media uh, review of Gremlins three, and they have said like it. It would be really funny if they did. Uh, Trump's uh, uh, clamp the president, clamp, yeah. yeah, and that's I think clamps what based doing. on Trump. So let's. Yep. All right, man. So let's go in and you talk about the synopsis of the movie for the for. For our viewers at home, I mean, fifteen minutes in. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't have it in front of me, but I'll just say, like, it very much. It's fast forward in time. The kids are grown up and adults living in the, the city. Big city. The big city. It's the big apple. Gremlins go to New York. Yeah. is basically our our premise. Uh, <laughs> it's like everything. And they all right work in this big city. like mega skyscraper super corporation that's like. It's Omnicore. It's it's yeah, it's, it's that thing well, that you, comes up in the a lot of eighties and nineties stuff. Well, I feel it's like. basically a Ted Turner. It's Ted Turner. It's, it's, yeah. it's all yeah. t- like Ted Turner back, you know, TV station. Yeah, TV station going back Michael and making movies. They own everything. Yes, yeah, they yeah. polarized the Gremlins. We know. Yeah. And they, <laughs> it's funny that they did the uh, um, eminent not eminent domain thing, but the like you won't sell your property thing. The, the the opening scene mm-hmm. with the store owner because that happened to Trump in nineteen ninety three. Mm. Three years later, he had that issue with the, he couldn't His get the property from the city. They like foresaw it rather than no. uh, rather than copied it, copied used it, it as yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah, that that had been an issue since like I guess 1979. So for, that for, property, but Trump wasn't involved until three years later. Mm. So but for, this guy is obviously partially based on Trump. It's yeah. Daniel Clamp. Like, <laughs> so 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 you you forgot one thing. The movie opens up with a Chuck Jones cartoon directed yeah. cartoon, literally yeah, Looney, Tunes. Looney Tunes, yeah. a yeah. little bit. With a which, very which, tired Mel Blanc. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah, Jetson's the movie Mel Blanc. Blank. Eh, uh, it's not the worst. Anyways, so it opens up that setting the tone that this is not this is not your mama's this is not your father's gr- gremlins. Well, yeah, I mean it's it, it's, more mature, it's a Looney Tune. Well, it was kind of like it it didn't tie to the movie at all. It was just Looney Tunes. Forget gag. everything you yeah. think. Yeah, you it know. actually had a good plot, and they kept to the plot. It's the same plot. It's the exact same yeah. plot of the movie, but they just went crazy with I it. Mean, it's a nice throwback to old theaters when they would actually play shorts before things. You know, mm-hmm. I miss yeah. that. Yeah. There's a lot of this is probably one of the most meta movies I've ever watched. Yeah. It's a it's like pre Deadpool. Like yeah. Of, yeah, it's so. See, I I don't know if I agree with that oh, that man. take of it. Oh, I I don't man. know if I I feel like they. I, I will so get smart. on board. I, like I will get on board ways. with the fu. That to me though doesn't mean that they're reviewing 
They have Leonard Maltin reviewing. Grim I understand Lemons. that. Grim I knew, that. Yeah, they, they have Leonard Martin, Maltin reviewed it the first time and didn't like it. Yeah. They even got him to play yeah. himself. Yeah. Play himself. Being, I, a, being a, a dork. It's a ten. It's a ten. It's yeah. a ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty meta. You look like Leonard Maltin. I get that. I get <laughs> those, Leonard Maltin. Those like. Leonard there's like those those three or four scenes that are are that that are that. They're are you like saying Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan isn't and, meta? Oh my gosh. I'm. I'm not saying those any, gremlins. I think those pieces are peppered in as like we're, we're referencing ourselves. We're referen- but the rest of it though. Batman? I, I don't know. Well there's also <laughs> I really the, love the I really love the, those are references though. The, the, they're not they're yeah. not yeah. they're not skewering themselves. They're making reference it's Animaniacs is yeah. what they've created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but there's which also is, like which when, is fine, but I wouldn't no, give no, no, it no. so much Oh, it's mad. No, there's even credit. the part where uh What's They're making that? fun of the cable news, uh, like the microwave stick. Picardo, what's his name? Oh, Picardo. Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo's in there with in in the control room. And they're like, wait a second, none of these rules make sense. Like, yeah. what if you're on a plane yeah, and you're flying yeah. east? That was you know? the funniest yes, thing. That's one of the other ones. That was so funny. I get that's. I I understand that it skewered itself, but I wouldn't say that like the overall story. The story doesn't, but the that, s- it's the same story. It is the exact same story. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're saying. The it's the same story, but with a meta, with a meta self skewering uh, lens. I yeah, suppose. absolutely. Yeah. Suppose. Yeah. What do the comments say? Hey, <laughs> audio's good now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I guess I see your point that they are, they are obviously referencing the previous movie. Oh but my I, god, man! This is this is the whole this is the whole Rogue One argument again. <laughs> How? No, it's not. It doesn't it's, make sense when you got it. Is that like- I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's a ten. I, it's a ten. Everything you just said is <laughs> it's meta. Is right, but that doesn't mean that I I can appreciate. What is meta to you? No, just let me finish let my thought. Finish, I can appreciate that it is trying to reference itself and make a comment about itself. That to me hits a, a level of like this is amazing as a uh, or it can hit a level of like you're trying to say something to to go beyond that as to 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 take this movie as something that's like it's taking down all these other systems and that it's critiquing all these other no, kind no, of things. No, that's not what we mean by meta. No, it's it's pull it's the not, pull my finger of that. Right. Yeah. And to me that hits a limit in terms of how successful the movie lands for me. Oh, like, for you personally. Yeah, like to me it hits a ceiling in terms of okay, I get it. Like I get it you're referencing the old Okay, I get it. You reference your previous movie. Yeah, but it's referencing. It's referencing it's, I think it's more than just the previous movie. To right. me, it's just like well, it's ma- it's family is- guying the whole yeah. time. It's it's taking the gremlins and a like huh, we're gonna like throw them in to a like a science mix up and they're gonna do some silly stuff. When, uh, like that uh, so, that to me uh, is is a different type of movie than the so previous. So when I saw that when I saw this movie, especially now that after I listened to Joe, to Joe Dante, I saw. Every the, the the signature. This is the, probably the funnest movie he ever made, and this is probably the most Joe Dante like personality. I saw his personality in there, everything he loved, and that's what I loved about it. He even had classic, you know, horror um, Christopher Lee in it. Mm-hmm. You know, different parts. He references so many older movies in it. He references, yeah. I, and it's, it was just all this like love of everything he loved. Because but, this is the movie he wanted. But does to make. that make a good? Is that a good movie, or is that yes. just a bunch of references? Yes. That's my point. No, it's a good movie. I, it's smart. I get what you're saying, and I get what you're saying. It's just a bunch of the middle. callbacks to stuff. <laughs> oh, it's not a callback. No. It's not no, a no, callback. No, no. It's his own thing. No, I, I, 
But I if get, what happens on screen that. isn't that funny or that it's like okay, that's like the old that's movie. Subjective, it's subjective. I thought right. It was, yeah, I'm yeah. providing my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was I hilarious. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I like, get what you're saying, and I get why you say it. I think to not to get it. I'm not saying when I say get it, I don't mean get it. I mean for it to land. Um, yes, for it to land, sure. you've got to be thinking of it the way he's intending of it, intending it. And not the way that you're hoping to receive it. You know what I mean? Like I, it's it's a comment I loved it. on his entire experience because of Gremlins, because of the first Gremlins, the the amount of uh, what it was like working in the studio system after it became this giant corporate machine. It's a commentary on all that. So he's saying like, I want to say this. And they're forcing me to make a Gremlins movie, so I'm going to say this with the Gremlins movie, and I'm also going to not take it seriously at all. See, I think you're overstating no, the, that's... the level of his, I'm not going to take this seriously. Because you just argued all these other ways of him making the perfect movie of all the things he loves. If it was him not taking it seriously and making a point, to, to me, me that... I would almost like make it a just absolute garbage Nonsensical. I'm going to no, do a bunch of random no, stuff. No, no. He like, wanted no, to make. He still. He still has a level of quality. He's yeah, trying to exactly, achieve. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. He's cartooning it. Yeah. On purpose. He, he, he didn't go a good job. Full. Yeah. Exactly. And and he still like he still wants to continue to get jobs. I would say no. I, I think I think he wanted to make the movie he really wanted to make. Yeah, and this was the uh, movie well, he really wanted I to make. If you, get, if you get free lanes, yes, it's, yes, it's kind of an fu to the studio, yeah. but it's more like this is what I want to do. Yeah, it's like you a tongue in cheek. It's a like, it's a friendly poke rather there, than a instead stab. of doing a because what he's cause, so he 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 made a good comment about this. This is I, I agree with him. So he 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 also got noticed for doing uh, one uh, short in the Twilight Zone movie that Steven Spielberg produced. And it was the one I think the one of the most Looney Tunes. It's the one with the the girl, the, the kid with the imagination that can control the house. Oh, he man, makes he makes a Tasmanian yeah he, he makes a Tasmanian devil noise in it. But he did not like the fact that they were remaking a good episode, so he went back to the source material and made it completely different. And his and and I, and I thought why why make why remake the same thing? Why what what a remake should be something different? If you're going to remake it, make it different. You know what I mean? Or not, don't action make it, is not different enough. Yeah, and and so that's what I love about this movie. It's not the same movie. Yes, it has the underlying storyline, but it's its own, its own thing. It's almost like I, a new universe. See, I don't understand how you could say that because I feel like two thirds of the movie is the ten minutes of Gremlins, the first movie, where they're having kooky stuff in the bar and they go to the movie theater. Is just take that and just stretch it out. And that's what I loved about it. And do it a bunch of different times. Like I, that I, to me is that, I think I think that's why I loved it so much. This was some real red meat for Ben when I what, you really so do Aaron, love it. Aaron, where do you fall in in I I guess not fall into the the scale of opinions here, but like, how do you respond to all this stuff? I respond by saying, I appreciate a director who doesn't want to be. I did. How do I phrase this? <laughs> he he's obviously taking it seriously. He he obviously spent some time making sure this was good in some sense, but he wanted to have fun with it, and I respect that because. I think far too often movies take themselves very seriously, and when you see that all the time, it gets very tiresome, mm -hmm. at least yeah. for, for me. So it's it's nice to see something kind of off the wall. Let uh, me ask you guys something, because when I think of this movie, I think it's 
in the same category of of how I enjoy it as like Kung Pao, it's which nothing an- like Kung Pao. It's no. not like Kung it's Pao, not but the I get same, what you're saying. But yeah. the it, no, it's it not the, the same, same type of humor. Sense, in the sense that Airplane. it is the movie that the director wanted to make. That I would make the comparison. Well, I'd say Airplane. Airplane. Yeah, more like Airplane, in the sense of how you should receive it because. It is saying something, but it's not saying something. He's not um, doing the, like a pretentious kind of like, and this is what they're doing to cinema. And it's more it's like, nah, this is like we're we're it's a mass marketed movie making fun of mass marketed media. Like it's mm-hmm. aware yeah. of itself. And maybe I just sense. personally, I I think because I didn't think Texas Chainsaw Massacre two had any like. Maybe that type of message just doesn't really hit Resonate me very well. Because I didn't like Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> the same for uh, what was that other one we watched that I didn't ne- Starship Troopers. Like, and I didn't connect with like that the, one either. The, the social satire, the economic satire yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't it, think these are for those. Robocop is their time. I loved Robocop though. I thought Robocop did it God, successfully. Yeah. To me, I, the the thing I'll just say is I liked the Looney Tunes aspect a lot. But let's just leave it there that it's Looney Tunes. I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's more than Looney Tunes. Like, this is Looney Tunes. As I, a movie. See, I think it is. And it, it's in the ever. details. It's, it's in the details. It's about, <laughs> you have to think of it from a 1990 time, too, as to what the world was like then, economically and socially. I mean, you're getting born it's, at this time. Yeah. You're a young True. kid. I was, I was two. I was but a wee babe of two. Uh, I was about, what, to, what was it, 1990? 1990. I lost my train of thought. But no, like, so you think about 1990 time. It, it's oh. every single <laughs> the whole the whole movie is bit after bit. Yeah, every bit is sort of like Looney Tunes. You know, it's all, it's all gags, brothers, and all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's, it's kind of strung together. But they're beats. all they're all uh, making fun of something. They're making fun of some concept, like and showing his uh, love for film too. They're doing that, but it's mm-hmm. making fun of something commercial. It's making fun yeah. of, and it's funny because I, I didn't think of this until uh, I. Uh, this is another like I hate referring Very to him all the time, but like Red Letter Media made comment on the fact that half of the stuff that they made fun of didn't exist and does now exist. Like, they predicted it. A yeah, they, like they predict like the idea of all these super specific channels. Like in 1990, like that's never going to happen. The but then we do channel. have, the, yeah, 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 the archery channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might um, not have picked the right subjects, but they had the idea. Sure. Well, they're no, trying to be purposefully yeah. absurd. Yeah, that's I fine. mean, my and microwave. So, I don't think it's but that there cool. is an archery <laughs> channel. So probably why this hit home to me, especially now that I've listened to Joe, Joe Dante talk, you know, in interviews. I grew up like I'm very lucky to be in my age to grow up on it. Like mm-hmm. like. Like he grew up in a time where he saw all these like these classic horror movies, and I mean you did too, Matt. You, I mean, but but I don't know why you didn't hit the same home. But classic horror movies, comedy, all this, all these references that he does, I remember it, all that stuff as a kid. I think it just hit homes to me <laughs> that I see what he's trying to do. That to me is like, again, it's not that the movie is bad; it's that it just hits a limit of like you have to know the references. Mm. You have to know the things that I they're calling out. I don't think you do. Agree. I don't think I you think do. I think if, if your zany. references are done expertly enough, that uh, you need not know the reference if it's still done. It's well. also its own thing. He doesn't He doesn't reference it verbatim. He, may, he, he like, it's like, 
a nod to the things he loves. And that's the best kind of art. That's what Star Wars is. That's what yeah. Harry Potter is. It's not the thing that you love that you like that is that even is, that's instilled in you. Even beyond that, that you programmed in you. Like when I when, I when I when I but hold on when I when I make, keep that thought keep that thought. I am. Uh, yeah, I had it now. When when uh, when eventually I make film, all the things that I've been programmed with, mm. the things I love, will be in my movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and like Darth okay. Vader fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Exactly. That's, right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's on page one of the script. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, the question is whether or not the references are are handled well. Because mm-hmm. it, it, It's not like, did everybody get that? It's just, you know. But I would... It can't I, be family guy. It I disagree like with you Darth just Vader in the sense of... The Tyrannosaur. Yeah. I disagree with you in the sense because not only are the... I think those things are handled brilliantly, but I also just think the script itself handles the story brilliantly how like I, everything that happens in the movie is set up which i love mm-hmm. like uh uh he gizmo re- goes rambo but yeah, the he opening watch, scene is he's watching rambo. rambo yeah and like the very beginning of the movie the paper shredder is delivered uh, like the, like the paper shredder goes up to the yeah. office, and then he kills him in the paper shredder. Mm-hmm. And it's interest- not enough. I need to know the paper. The paper shredder's backstory. Yeah, no, that's not what he's saying. To be fair, <laughs> but but <laughs> even even the stupid they, electric uh, the electric gremlin mm-hmm. you come they, through at the end of like oh yeah I forgot I had him in the on call waiting and that's what kills <laughs> the electric yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he uses and, them, yeah. uh, uh, the. The, all of the characters, every character has an arc, yeah. which I think is interesting. Like the the vampire guy, his whole thing is he wants to be a news anchor, and then he gets to be the one to report. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's all interesting. It's less an arc, though. It yeah, is no, just, but, I do the thing that I said. No, he wants to arc. become one, it's and he gets to become arc, it. It's, it's an arc. Yeah. It's I, a, he, 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 they gave him goals, and they gave an him objective goals to reach, and he reaches it. He went from not achieving his dream to achieving his dream. And then they had the girl who wanted to be Higher up, you know, is trying to it dates the owner now. Like, yeah, you know, now she's she, she, she she's more power. Goal. She yeah. her goal. And and I like the subversion to use the word, but with with Clamp and with the whatever his employee, his right hand man is, where they're set up to be these corporate bad guys. They're going to be the bad guys we have to defeat. But it turned like at the end, they're both. It's like no, no, no. They were just. It, the the statement good, is that like yeah. we're that's not, where we're not mo- talking about bad people. We're talking about what happens to good people in a bad system. Well, and that's where the movie came together, and yeah. that's what I wish the whole movie was is where it ended. Because yeah. when it ended, he was he gives this little speech about like you know what this is stupid, and we should think more about small towns. And I'm going to change. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't feel like I I don't know when when you mention like arc and stuff, it just feels like just ridiculous things happened and it's so zany and ridiculous and then it gets to the end and it's like here's this very heartfelt thing we're talking about and like it's everything not, it, preceding it, it it's not it, it's yeah. not a hard heartfelt thing it's like eh, it's a heartfelt thing yeah. you know it's right? not and it's not and that's perfect, what i love about it that's what i love about it it's it's, it's a, uh it's a toe dip it, in the pool of deepness yeah I, it's not trying to be there's heartfelt. there are things it's not happening trying to be like, there are things happening on a meta level in this that i like in the sense that like the he uses the gremlins like i said earlier he uses the gremlins thing to make express his feeling about this is what this system does to people so you have people that's gizmo and this is something from his mouth to to you have people that are gizmo he in his opinion people are good you put people in a bad system they become what happens when you get gizmo wet that this is the worst part of human nature and our system now appeals to the worst part of human and nature. nobody likes soggy shoes yeah so what is water <laughs> to you I, no, that's just it's, it was already there um what a cop out! Yeah, 
but it's already there. It's so let's talk about some of the scenes, the scenes in it. Let's talk about some of the creative scenes. Yeah, we've gotten thirty-four minutes in, and nobody's mentioned Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so what I, Dean I, Norris. I, let's, let's talk about the bits because the bits yeah. are hilarious. The bits are hilarious. So, um, first of all, there's a lot of cameos. There's a lot of cameos of, of famous horror people, like you know, Gomez Adams is in it. Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith is in it. <laughs> Do you know who Jerry Goldsmith is? Mm-hmm. He's, He's the, the composer. composer. He composed the first one and the second one, mm-hmm. and he composed. He did Rudy. He did Hoosiers. He did. He's, one, he's probably he's probably one of the. Who was he in the movie? Uh, uh, he was the, the driver. The, 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 he was no, in the, the snack bar. He was in the snack bar in the white the white hair. Yeah. Like so. He's the, so he's like, what's going on here? Like with his wife? Oh, yeah. That's that, that's oh, that's only him. I thought he was the the guy's driver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith. No, he's Jerry's somebody too. Demo, yeah, he's somebody too. And the janitor who got the water and gives him in the first place is Go- Gomez Adams from the Adams uh, family. Yeah, John. John um, uh, and then um, John Aston. And then. So, John Aston, and they and so people so people have said so this this would have been a fun movie to watch in the movie theater because the Gremlins broke the fourth wall yeah. like crazy and nothing it. had come out like this no nothing had come like yeah. come out like this so in the middle of the movie the the, the, the film rail break, breaks you know what I mean and I, people I have it. said that when they watched it they were like what's going on yeah. you know what I mean hey. and then the like so that's totally Gremlins I have a like really that's so good spot so for genius that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. yeah it hits me right it was so good and then they they're going in and this big guy's Hulk Hogan hey you grunt <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way eat they, their popcorn and yeah and they said the puppets got more advanced because and Rick Baker Rick Baker loved it and he made them all unique and he, you know how much work that is I want all the all the unique yeah, parts that they created mm-hmm. even the elevator sequence is funny with the arms coming in and stuff like this is so, it was oh, so yeah. creative it's yeah. just so creative it's a very creative movie and that's what I love about it. Um, the lipstick gremlin was my uh, favorite part. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did have lipstick mark exclamation point. I, in my maybe mouth. that's why you hate it because there's lipstick. Yeah. And there's the boils. The boils vegetable. were really gross, gross in this yeah. one. Don't kiss me. Really I'm just a gross. doctor. Yeah. So the, the, you know what I love though the the scene where Clamp comes out of his office because he hears the the secretary like like get you know something happened to her you know she's she's gone. <laughs> like she's, she's like dead. she's either dead or they don't even reference where she is. You know what I mean? Like she's that, that, you know like I love that crap. You know, I love it when people die. My, I, just, I just love see, this movie. It's just such my, a zany movie. My favorite, my favorite part was actually maybe the most non sequitur in the movie, <laughs> which was uh, when <laughs> it's like they're they're about to like end the movie and like electrocute everybody. And she she says something like, "Don't mention Abe Lincoln. Something happened yeah. to me on Abe Lincoln's yeah, birthday. Yeah. We don't have time for and that right now." And they don't yeah. even yeah. Yeah, they, they never they bring it up. They make, and you watch the first one. They, yeah. You know, like, I think she's getting all that. That was kids. one of the things that when I was watching the Red Letter thing, like, wouldn't it be funny if like in the third one, if it's about President Clamp, she something bad happens to her at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. I was like, that's really that'd be. And really then you like the way they like the, the logo clamp. It's like clamping the world. The yeah, world clamp is, of the world. The world, yeah. is, the, the yeah. world is like bulging. I'd say that's a little on nose. A little on the nose. I know that's why I love this is because it's but, so on the nose. It's, it's so stupid. It's like a so, clown nose. It's so tongue in cheek. That's why uh, I like it. Yeah. Also, um, it's unapologetic. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. Um, also, like you know, when when the the gremlin that like that ha- sprouts w- wings and goes outside mm-hmm. and then. The guys get attacked again, and all the people in New York get attacked again, and all the New Yorkers just not caring. Yeah, <laughs> like, didn't care. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best. Yeah, the guys so on the megaphone. All right, look scared. Yeah. They said, and I and I, I wish I would have watched it, but the Red Letter Media guys said that you should watch this listening to the director's commentary mm-hmm. because it's the one of the best director's commentary of a movie ever. 
I'm going to institute a red letter media jar for everyone to put change in. Whenever <laughs> I, yeah, please. Do. I can't. I can't please help do. It. They, they, they made good points about. They're the best. They made good points uh, about the sequel. We're the best. Uh, no, no. That that is do a good they idea. Have That's four a viewers. <laughs> yes, they uh, do that and more. Uh, you think red letter media talks about red letter media? Red letter media. <laughs> do you think they talk about? Reminds me of that one thing that we said yeah. once. But uh, uh, <laughs> no, they do that. Uh, but uh, no, no, no. I, I, I uh, lost my train of thought. I will point this out though. I did recognize that the city street that they show at the beginning, mm-hmm. the very beginning with the big, it's the exact same street from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Too. Oh yeah, they, it's the exact same so, street where the, like the telephone poles knocking down like Tokon Razar go destroy. In the first movie, the city block, the, the, the little town. Back to the Future. Oh. Yeah. Same time as Back it's to the Future. Same. And it was before Back to the Future. To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, a ton of movies. A ton of movies that, that shot that but in it's, town it's, square. But it's most famous for Back to the Future because they really exploited it. But it's the it's like it's in the exact same state. It has the fumigation tube. Nothing's changed whatsoever. It's just like they left it. Yeah. It's like, that's awesome. That's Probably amazing. had tours and stuff. Uh, you know, here's I the, love this movie. I, 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 I personally I, I, love this movie. I, I, I saw it when I was a kid, and I didn't remember. When you're like hey, Gremlins Two, I was like, uh, I remember seeing it. I watched it. I was like, I remember, I remember this. I remember mm. seeing it and like being like worried that I'm gonna be afraid of it. And this is the, this is awesome. Yeah. You know I mean this is so funny? But it's uh, so funny. What's funny is like like the, the big deal that 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 Gizmo's in a cage. Well, he's in a cage at the beginning. Shot like <laughs> like like he's real great in that that you know the old the old. Um, Asian guys, you know, shop, you know, mm. watching. I, I just loved. Again. I loved ever almost every line. Even like some of the lines are bad, but they're they're so funny. they're bad. If you listen, purpose. if you listen to it, they're so funny. And and it probably didn't tickle your your I, humor. There is, no. and I can get that. I no, I, there was plenty that I enjoyed about it. It's just like I was smiling the, the whole way time. you're like. I just, you're alternating between it's brilliant to it's intentionally bad to it's like no, no, all these different things. intentionally thi- bad, unable to be brilliant. That's what yeah, makes yeah, yeah. it brilliant. Well, I, I no, guess I just don't, I don't connect those dots when yeah. it, like there's also scenes that are are competent and very yeah. good. And then that's it, not what I mean by bad. You know why? Because you're not red pilled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Matt, Matt. No, but like you're is, not red pilled. Is Kung Pao Matt. not brilliant? No. Kung Pao's is a. F- we laughed our asses yeah. off talking about yeah. it, is but I'm not going to say that every single person I know should see it. That yeah. that is all. I wouldn't say, 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 say about this either. I wouldn't say that either. So, okay, but, that's but, <laughs> it's brilliant. Why are you getting upset? Because I, I feel like so. <laughs> I think here, you're upset. I'm going to just say I would I give this. If I say I'm this upset. to you, I give this a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's instantly like based off of our entire conversation. That's like how could you ever? No, I get it. Have that opinion about it. I get it because you just have. Really bad taste. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just think like that. Ev- it would be good for everyone. It's not good for everyone. No, it's just only it's, good. Satire is not good for everyone. Oh yeah. Either. And I mean, I'm not saying satire is not good not for you. Like I'm better. saying if you start from the idea that not all satire is for everybody, because it's not. Robocop's well, not for everybody. Well, there's no, I, that's not that that almost is like. Of course, there are movies that are not for everybody. It, it gets to the point of would I still recommend it? Yeah. This I don't. I don't think I would because I. That's fine. I think it's. I, if you are interested in some of the things this movie has to offer, I would point them in other direct. I think you could watch Looney Tunes to hit this, oh, no. this scratch this itch. I think you could just watch the first Gremlins to get most of the story and the Gremlin stuff and enjoy like the the effects and prosthetics or whatever. 
I uh, think. Actually, no, because I think I think the, 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 the effects of prosthetics are so much superior in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. Yes, but I'm they're like, still it, derivative it, of the first yeah. movie. I know, but, but, the, but the, some of the horror comedy. It's all set up because but, of the but, first no, movie. It, true, but if you but if you like if you like the, this prosthetics and that and that kind of effects and stuff, the advanced some of the advanced things they did. Yeah, they did some cool stuff. The popping out of the plane, the early shots of Gizmo walking around. Those were they were good. They were very good. Yeah, they were dancing and then making his hand like inflate. I mean, like like when he got hurt like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about some of the, the practicality of how they got this yeah. done. Yeah. Also, like some of the cool effects. You know, like when the, when when like Red Letter Media talks oh, about that's this. That's fine. But but they but they cut like when the when the trans, when the one turns to the spider like gremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how are we going to do that? Cut to a shadow of it, and like that's very creative and very cool. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do a lot of good stuff like that. A lot of little filmmaking. I really get good. your point. No, I, they, it's a very well-made yeah. movie. I get. I will agree with. I all don't of think that. you have I to justify the story. I don't, I don't, I don't think you like it hard enough. No, no, time out. I don't think you need to justify your feelings on it. I. This is a movie where I would say, this is for made for a specific type of movie watcher. And sure. I don't think you fall on that. Yeah, you're and not, I would have said that before we got here. I would have said, yeah, I don't Matt, think this you're is not as sophisticated as that. That's no. back it's not, when you've that's taken it, the red it. pill. I'm just kidding. Not, I'm just, sophistication is not what I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm kidding. It's, I'm just jab, it's, jabbing it. It's not steak versus <laughs> maloney. It's strawberry movie. versus banana. It's yeah. a flavor of movie strawberry. that if you this, this is if banana, this appeals to you, helps your cramps. It's for you. Yeah, you know, and and that's okay. I don't think Aaron liked it. I think you liked it. Uh, I think Aaron liked yeah, it a lot. Did, I think, did he say that on our in our thread? Even yeah, that he yeah. liked it? Uh, no, he was saying he liked he liked Fat Man. That's, that's yeah, what he yeah. was saying. Say that a lot. Which we should do now. We're uh, doing that next week. Okay. Yeah. Next yeah. week. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> do we do we want to rate the movie now? Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah, man. What do you four, get? Four, four out of ten. There. Four that's out of ten. Okay. We. Why don't you boys, you and Wesley, Ben, go next? I want to see what you say. After you. Listen, <laughs> it's the same reason why I think Temple of Doom is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I happen to agree with you on that. So, so Raiders is technically like put together a better movie, and so is Last Crusade. Yeah. Gremlins, the first one, is technically a better movie, but put around together, a real complete movie than the second one. But I love the second one more, and I will watch the second one over and over again because it's every I just love it. So, with that being said, I'm giving this a nine out of ten. Nine out just of ten. Be, just be, with that with that caveat. This is one of your most favorite movies. Would you say? It's up there. Because you have brought it up a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised you, you didn't actually like didn't like it as much as I. I really am all caught, caught off guard a little bit, but I. But I handle, also, I, I, I handle my emotion like a man. He's there's, not lose and, <laughs> there's also an element to uh, I, they use the Hulk Hogan clip every time at Flick's Brewhouse, and they cut it with like they overdub Hulk Hogan to be like, "Enjoy Flick's Brewhouse, brother." Like yeah. they do that, and so I maybe was desensitized. So to that I scene. guess, and I don't. And, and, so speaking of that, real quick, a little side note before we get to you. Um, I guess in the VHS version, when it came out in VHS, they did they didn't do a film. Uh, Cut. They did like a. I don't even know if Hulk Hogan was in it. I think they did like a, um, like a, like a, a tape malfunction. Oh, they adapted. Yeah, they it. adapted to the to That's the cool. camera. So, but so they they did that with that. But but I give it a nine out of ten because I just think it just it just I was smiling the whole time and it's everything I love and I think I really relate to 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 Joe Dante. But go ahead. 
So my position on this is I find myself often pulled between you you two specifically. Aaron and I never agree on anything. <laughs> never. Uh, Aaron and I agree on a lot. Very rarely on movies. Yeah, yeah. We Aaron like each other. We just don't well. like the same things. We just like his beanie. Yeah. Uh, he's like Tim Pool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, back. <laughs> I'm pulled between you guys on my taste because I like a lot of things you love and I love a lot of things you love. And uh, I'm, again, in the middle on this. I think I give this a six out of ten. Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> but it's... It's. I agree with Matt. Six out of this ten. Is, yeah, it's not a. It's not a great movie. No, but it's great at what it's doing. In my opinion, yeah. it's. It, it is a. Sp- spiritual sequel to the first one. It's in the same vein, but it's, it's saying something different. It's. It's mm. saying like, what if we do the exact same thing, but it's saying something completely different. It's saying the opposite. Unlike Matt, I recommend this to anybody. Mm. I, I don't recommend it to anybody. I recommend it, recommend it to horror. somebody who likes this type of thing. If who you likes like horror movies? Who loves all that? Like who loves like cinema? Who zany. loves movies? Who loves yeah. movies? Yeah, if you yeah, love yeah. movies. If you love love movies, like like if a you cinephile like pop culture. If you like, if you're a cinephile, yeah. like even yeah. like classic movies. If you like watches. Animaniacs, yeah, watch this. Uh, right, I agree. That's yeah. I agree yeah. with you. I just have, I, I don't know if that's a. I don't know. I'm. I, I. We're just different. The way yeah. we're rating it is different. Yeah. That's all. It, I'm just saying it's for a specific crowd. Not everybody sure. likes Animaniacs. You know, like not, that's, that's true. I actually Some. don't care for them that much. <laughs> uh, He's a Tiny Toons man. Yeah. No, I hate them so much. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started. He's right a beautiful and butthead man. Yeah. Uh, uh, better, but not uh, really. All right, Aaron, Aaron, bring us home. Bring us home. Bring us home. I struggled with this movie, okay? Because there were lots of things that I liked and. Ultimately, this movie is another case of Spider-Man 3 to me. Oh, boo. No, it's nothing I'm like going to mute you now. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 was kind of a... I think you oh, muted yourself. You muted yourself. That's what you get. That's what you get, you little jerk. That's hilarious. Yeah, now what? Ben's muted. <laughs> I'm good at my job. Hey, you. Spider-Man 3 is a guy making the movie. Not, I don't know about that one being the one he wanted to make, but it was kind of a finger to the studio, mm-hmm. and it was kooky, and it was self-referential in places. I hate Spider-Man And I ultimately liked it. <laughs> I watch Spider-Man 3 at least once every year or two. I, I, I have a soft spot for it. And I would give Spider-Man 3 a 4 out of 10. Oh, oh man. Mm-hmm. Now, Gremlins 2... Oh boy, I would give a five out of ten oh. because I would recommend that everyone see it. I don't think everyone's going to like it, but I think it should be a movie everyone sees Agreed. at least once. And I hadn't seen it until this time. I think mm. I don't remember watching it when I was younger. I'd only seen the first, but I ended up liking it for being kooky, off the wall, unafraid to do stupid things, making all those references to things in a, in a smart way, not just a Family Guy way. Yeah, not 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 with the uh, manatees. Um, it's a manatees. good movie, but not a great movie. Yeah. Great at what it does, though. Mm-hmm. So, what I like about Joe Dante, and I listened to an interview of him, uh, and he was talking about like mo- like now you get like when he was a kid, he couldn't get access to movies, certain movies. You know, you, when it came on, you had to watch it then. You know what I mean? Or you never see it again. And sometimes they didn't have them. But since now these movies are all available that you can watch. You know what I mean, the problem is no one's going to watch them, 
unless someone curates them and, and, and shows you, like, you know, Turner Classic Movies used to mm-hmm. be, which was, which was awesome. But that's not the case anymore. And so, you know, he, I think he has a website where he recommends certain movies, you know what I mean? Which is great because it can sift through a lot of different stuff, but he recommends these movies, and I think we need to start doing that more. But I'm not. But what what he talked about uh, before I came here, I recorded a bit with him of, of him talking about what he loves about the movies with this guy on a, on a thing, and it really plays home to what we're doing here. And I really think, you know, this is why I think our podcast is necessary. I'll just speak it toward the cone with the mic. That's worse. That's better. You're, you turned your mic up. Alright, alright. This, this is fun. <laughs> Let's do that again. Yeah. There you go. Right. Than ever in my lifetime. Movies from the early 30s that haven't been seen in 70 years are now finally coming back and you can see them on video. The problem I found was that nobody knows who these actors are anymore. Nobody knows, nobody relates to the period Uh because it's so distant from them. Right. I mean, certainly as distant as silent movies were to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, That that you you needed sort of a way of looking at them, which is why... There were film courses, film sure. school courses yeah. where you would want to film and you'd analyze it and the kid talk about it. Right. And I miss that. I miss going to the movies and coming home and having a drink and arguing about it. Sure. Or, you know, fighting with people about this movie and that movie. Right. And like this. And it, I think movies have become so throwaway now that people don't do that. They don't, they don't really, they see a movie, it washes over them. They've, by the time they put their car keys in the car, they've forgotten what they saw. Right. They don't challenge people. So yeah, I mean, it, it was a long, long. I forgot how long the clip was. Sorry, sorry, audience. Um, no, I think it should have been longer. But um, but, it, but but fighting over it, what we're doing right now, I think that's you know, that's what we need to do more. We need to butt heads. We need to fight. Who you calling butthead? Anyways, <laughs> all right. Uh, that I mean, I could not agree more with what he said about going to see challenging movies that are not. I mean, I. I mean, what's so challenging about Avengers? Well, it's but, challenging for me to like. I was going to bring up a different <laughs> thing it without having to pee. Like, there's a movie. The there's so many advantages to movies that are streaming that you have access quickly to versus hoping that your theater plays like this small run thing or whatever. But Shaun of the Dead. There's lots of like these. You can find the hidden gems because they're right in front of you. You can usually track them down or rent it really easily. The problem is, is that if you have like these other kind of more primary services and the way they curate for you um and the content they're willing to buy it is so algorithmically like you'll never go out justify yeah like i heard that like emily and paris or whatever is part of this like whether it was somebody's interpretation but i also believe it could be a legitimate strategy of like creating movies that are intended to be just in the background while you do other things (laughs) the fact that that could be like pardon me while i die a, a buying like I understand that maybe people enjoy that. Maybe that's there's a reason to have something like that. But to yeah, your point of like into uh, destroying it's not, culture, it's so, not uh, challenging anybody. Yeah, and uh, also what's what's interesting now is like the the 
And, and now with COVID, and now that Warner Brothers, I think it was Warner Brothers today, it said that you know they're going to release their movies on Everything HBO streaming. Max at the same yeah. time, which is interesting. The communal experience of watching a movie might be gone. And that's or, one of the just so sad. It's just changed, but that's the most wonderful part about movies is going to, mm-hmm. like, he talks about the Marx Brothers. And my dad even reminded me of this. My dad used to go see Marx Brothers movies in reruns at the Hyper Building or, or wherever in, in Bloomington, because he lived in Bloomington at the time. And it was a whole experience. Everybody's laughing. You know, it's like a midnight show crowd. And you'll lose that. You'll lose that communal experience i mean the biggest scene in this movie is that oh the film's reel went out what are we going to do like look around like that that will never happen in an age we'll never have an experience similar to that in an age when it's like paint by numbers and you have the big oh i can pause at any time i can do whatever i want like everyone now assumes that you can control even literally the story of the movie of like if i complain enough to this person they're gonna share yeah, I mean, th- if I they're playing enough to redesign the blue hedgehog. There's literally the yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying is people have this assumption that they can control what they're receiving when it as much we com- completely disagreed about this movie, but I can appreciate that it exists for sure. I mean, it's it's a four out of ten. It's, it has a ton of value, and there's a, so much to like about it, and I appreciate that it did so many things that I wasn't expecting. Like even if I ultimately didn't like it as much as some other people would, there this type of you're totally right though that this type of movie d- it doesn't happen. It, won't it doesn't happen to anymore. Exist. We, yeah. Because now it's all tentpole movies. Now it's all these tentpole. Well, not necessarily. No, though. it it's is. Not, I mean, that's, so, those so, are just the movies that are are in the cinema above. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm saying. Sure. No, no, there's no, there's not going to be the, the same in the community. theater. Yeah, in the theaters, not going to be all these yeah. tentpole movies. That, like sure. yeah, you'll get some here and there. Also, who's you may not get people to watch a movie. Like now, yeah, it's easier to make a movie, but now, like, who's gonna watch it? Back then, you Not had me. you had the drive-ins, you know, for the Roger Corman movies that you could you could play and people watch that. So there was more outlets to do it. So it's it's an interesting interesting game, and it's constantly evolving. But the communal experience is totally different, and it's like it's the same stuff. If unless it's a franchise, unless it's gonna make us a lot of money, you know, what I mean, we're never gonna see anything really good I in the theater. This is. When I was saying earlier at the very beginning that this is could spawn a whole nother conversation, I think this is where I, where I thought it would go about why why is this like this? And it has very little to do with the things we're talking about. Those are symptoms of a, of the problem. Well, it, and it goes beyond movies. Yeah, it, it does. It, it goes but even pop culture music. Well, you know, yes, too. it does. But it, it has to do with the bloated structures that are associated with making these things. And that's why somebody like Roger Corman is important. Was because are you talking about middlemen? Middlemen? No, I'm not talking about middlemen. talking about bureaucratic stuff? Yes. That's middlemen. <laughs> well, sort of. It's also just the, the uh, tangent and satellite industries that come off of these things that become just part of it to where you can no longer just create something artistic and, and market it. It has to support all of the... You got to grease uh, the right palms. Exactly. And and just the small things, like why why uh, uh, going to a basketball game is no longer just about a basketball game. It's how many... I mean, there's cams. four Hardys, there's an Arby's, there's a uh, office for a timeshare, and all of those things are involved in making that arena affordable for the basketball team. So Which nothing is, clamp, is clamp pure. industries. Right. It's, it's all of these <laughs> things in concert that are creating an impossibility for a... Uh, uh, an industry to thrive because we've locked them all together 
and that's that's what's going to change and this is going to go away like the theaters are going to go away but i don't think the shared movie experience is going to go away it's going to turn into something else well maybe 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 the, maybe the cineplexes will go away and maybe you'll still have smaller theaters that are really nice that you can kind of like you will i like think art theaters it's going to turn into where get... the business is you are going to a theater you're licensing a movie to see it or or it's an event yeah and I it's think, no longer i think that's probably it. it's going to just like everything Almost else like it's going to become an, a, a niche thing it's yeah. going to be like yo you're a movie person there's a movie theater here you can uh, it, it is subscribed to warner media and it's like what movie by warner do you want to see that day how many people are going to go yeah. it's going to be a crowd that's what they're doing now. thing yeah yeah, uh, but it's going to evolve. It's not going away. It's just going to change, and it's because well, maybe the it's reason it's a a whimper and a fight is because of how many people are making money off of a movie theater, even though movie theaters aren't making any money. This got really deep. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> but, but, that, but that's but, what but, this is about. But that's, that's, what, what, that's, that's about. what the movie's about. Like that's what like like that's what if you listen. I mean, especially Joe Dante talks about it. You can see it like you know transcribed of how he feels about things. Um, and and um, maybe this COVID is a good thing, and maybe we'll get you know these tent poles gone. You know, maybe don't count on it. Well, if there's no Cineplex, there'll be no tent poles. You know, you're right. Excellent argumentation. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, like the corporation like, always finds make, a way to make Why do I need to make money? this big thing? You know, we can make a bunch of Mandalorian, you know, shorts. With That's some still money. tent pole. It is, but it's not nearly as much money. Yeah, it's still a lot of money. Right. That's the point. It's, it's like, still lowest you, common denominator. The reason movies cost so much is not because movies cost a lot to produce. It's because how many people it's, must get paid from them. Yeah. That's why they cost so much. It's like okay, here's our budget the for the movie. People. This much of it is going to just make sure the right people are paid, yeah. and then this is how much we use to make the movie. And that's what the Mandalorian is skipping. It's saying we don't need any of that. We've got a big circle. That we shoot the move or the shoot the show in, <laughs> and uh, it works. And it works. And so they're making a movie every week, essentially, and they're cutting out a lot of the set. Yes, it's all projected. You know, I thought we were bashing green screen movies. This, this isn't a green screen. screen. This is a green screen. This is a. They it's use a it comparison. Out. It's yeah, it's, it's true. A better than green. It's screen, still so. a simulated set. So it is. But not it's all good of it. now. Not all of it's simulated. Well, it's, it's just so the let's, extensions let's, 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 are simulated. Let's talk about it. It's no different than a Stanley Kubrick projection, a right. repro like a front projection. Or, a Orson Welles. And that's that's basically what it is now. And, you're still, and that's not the whole movie. But this no, isn't the whole movie. They shoot some of it's on sets. Oh, you'll make some the excuse for Star Wars. Okay, No. If the whole thing is simulated sets, I don't want It's not the whole thing is simulated sets. It's not the whole thing. The extensions are simulated. And... It, oh. And you can photograph it, and it really, the, really the the performances are better because no. they're they're working on something, and you light it to what the lighting is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't look, it, it's it's very convincing mm -hmm. that they're not on a green screen. No, I will never accept one. it over a real set, never. Oh yeah, of course a real set can be more. Depending like, what the real set is, yeah. if it's a desert, it looks fine. You're not gonna. I want the sand. Yeah, I love right. sand. <laughs> anyway, that's let's, it's not at all coarse. Let's see if we can somehow work in Star Wars, the end of the movie industry, the environment, and the environment with next week's show. Uh, it has none of those things. And Juilliard, who can be Fat Man. Next week is Fat Man, the only movie I've looked forward to for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't so wait to watch. Oh, what other movies were there this year? 
Mel Gibson man. is Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, second Mel Gibson in a short period of time. I'm well, it's not really it. he. It, he didn't write or direct. He's just in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forget who actually directed it. I think it was two people. Mm. I, I thought you were going to say Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead. Came out of, I think he he came out of retirement. This is his return. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jacket. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Until next time. I got to take a big crap. <laughs> <laughs>